Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Wake Up Into Your Dream. This is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, and we're on a series I want to do on words or the word. And last week I did an episode called, Is There Not a Spoken Word? And so it starts off by um, getting woken up in the middle of the night at about 3.16 a.m., and thoughts of intimidation, swirling imaginations that I that I know were coming after my dream and coming after my life and and can, trying to contain me, trying to get me to sit down and shut up and try to discourage me from even believing that I have a hope and a future. And all these things are swirling around me. And then I begin this war of words. And these words begin to take authority over the words of the enemy. What people need is a better ideology. Somebody needs a better framework. We need a better thought. We need to fill our our minds and our thoughts with heavenly reality. They're actually words that will displace noise and displace words. We need need to focus on, we need to set our minds on the things that are above, not on the things that are beneath. And when Jesus was was in the the wilderness. He just came out of the Jordan where he is baptized in the water by John. And then he gets up from that place and he goes into the wilderness where he is led by the Holy Spirit. And the word of God begins to parry the word of the enemy. And he says this, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Father. So we're talking about something that is pretty phenomenal here, guys. I know we're jumping in quick here, but I want to let you know that man shall not live by bread alone. We're not going to live by what we eat in in the physical, what we drink, you know, what we smell. You know, our life comes out of the word of God that proceeds from his mouth, the spoken word. Is there not a spoken word? And this is what David says when he shows up on the 40th day, he's already been anointed as king of Israel. It's the manifestation has not yet come. And so he's coming bearing gifts, you know, some bread for his brothers, some cheese for the captain of the children of, I'm sorry, the captain of the armies of the Lord of their particular regiment of 10,000. David delivers the cheese and, and the bread to his brothers, and he hears all the commotion going on, and, and then he, he, his brothers begin to belittle him. When you come as an answer, when you have a word in season, the enemy will try, always try to belittle you and shut you down it's because he knows that wrapped up in your words are, are deliverance. What is wrapped up in your words is a world of healing. There is life in the midst of your words, and the enemy can't afford you to decree and declare uh, deliverance. He can't afford you to use your victory, your, your voice to bring victory. He can't, he can't afford you to decree something and set somebody delivered and free from their past. There's deliverance in your declaration. There's victory in your voice, and there's power in your praise, and the enemy can't afford you to begin to say something, so he must 
begin to belittle, must accuse, must get you contained, must take authority over everything that you're doing and trying, trying to take authority. He cannot. Because if he can't steal your sound, he cannot keep you shackled. Come on. Can I get a better amen, somebody out there in podcast land? So David shows up and he and he says this. Come on, guys. I, I'm, you know, I know, I know you made reference to my, you know, taking care of my little sheep and what am I doing? And I'm nosing all this. But is there for the for the love of all, is there not a spoken word? Is there not a cause? He's the the King James and the New King James, you know, translated the the Hebrew word davar, pronounced dabar, but it, it they translated it into cause instead of a spoken word. The real word for when David said that, that glorious day, he said, is there not a spoken word? Does Israel not have a spoken word? Does Have we not been given a promise from God? Are we not living out of a spoken word that God said, this is my territory? This uncircumcised Philistine has showed up on my territory? And you're saying, what are you doing? What are we doing? Why are we backing off? Why are we cowering? We have a spoken word. I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, if you have a spoken word from God, you have the most solid thing that you can operate from in this realm. Hallelujah. Come on. High five somebody. Slap yourself something. You know, this is this is uh, slap your mama good. I don't know. That's a southern phrase. It's not good to slap your mother. It's just a southern phrase. I was just joking. Never slap your mother because you could end up in a hospital. Anyway, 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 so here we are. David says, is there not a cause? But he really meant, is there not a spoken word? Like he wasn't talking about the the uh, causes like, you know, to, to, to rally us around something. And I know we need to rally around defeating cancer and defeating homelessness. And we need to rally around people that, you know, have suffered through floods and earthquakes and whatever. And we need to rally around and defeat abuse of all kinds. And, and he, but he was not addressing something that was a, a uh, a symptom of a sin or, or a concoction from the enemy to cause derision. No, 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 no. He was speaking of a d- divinely designed day in which God spoke to Abraham and, and Isaac and Jacob and said, this is your land. This is my promise to you. You can take this one to the bank of heaven, because I'm going to back this up. This The statement slash question, is there not a cause, goes all the way back actually to the original intent, the original dream, and the original plan of God himself, who designed everything and prepared everything. And this is what I'm talking about. This is what this series is all about, is about the spoken word, about God's word, about the promises that are yes and amen, about something that we can absolutely stand upon in this realm. Man does not live by bread alone, but he does live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Father. I want to tell you today, if you can find where it is written, you can have it. I want to tell you that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He there, He has shows no partiality. He, there, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the God that changes not, the Bible says. 
So he, when he doesn't show partiality towards anybody, that means that he, if you can find where God gave David, you know, somebody victory like David, you, you can claim victory everywhere you go. God promised David that he would have victory wherever he went. Guess what? You can, you can tie into that. You can buy into that. You can say, Father God, you are not a person that shows partiality towards anybody. If there's promises, the promises of God are yes and amen because in my life, I believe. So these promises must come to pass in Jesus' mighty name. So I'm not going to go down that road anymore. If you want to go back and want to listen to that, it's a really good story and and it, it will get you pumped up about believing in the word of God. So today, uh, you know, I want to, I want to tackle this statement here, a question or why are words so important? So here we go. Here's a little bit of a backstory. I want to I want to show you where that words came from. Why, why is there this validity on words and why? Because I want to tell you, and I'm just going to go right for the jugular right now. Can you hear me? Everything you're you're listening to by a phone or by your computer or or on the radio. I don't know how YouTube, whatever way you're listening to it, that itself was made up out of words. They're reconstituted words. They're they're light that has been manipulated by words. And uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse one says, now faith is the actualization, the realization of the substance of the things that we've been hoping for. I'm, I'm going to get into that. I'm going to break that down today. So, but I got to share a little bit of a backstory with this so we can bring this completely forward. So you understand the validity of what words are made up out of and why words are so important. Is anybody intrigued at all? So I'm going to start off with a couple of quotes from my book, Wake Up Into uh, Your Dream. Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can find this book on, you can find it on, you know, um, iTunes or uh, any, anywhere that you download books or any, uh, you can find it, Wake Up Into Your Dream by Barry Miracle. So anyway, here's a quote. Ladies and gentlemen, before there was a was, there was a God and he was dreaming about you. Before time began and before there was a throne for God to sit upon in the created place called heaven, before there was an earth to live on or stars to view, God dreamed about me and he, God dreamed about you. He dreamed in detail of who you would be and what you would become. He dreamed this for me and he dreamed this for you. Where was he? Where was God before there was a was? Where was God before he created the heavens and the earth? Where was he before the formation of the palatial palaces in heaven and a throne for him to sit and preside upon? He was nowhere in the midst of nothing, being God all by himself, secure in himself, complete in himself, and at the same time having this loving, this longing, sorry, longing within himself to share this quality and the very essence of his being, which is called love. He longed to share this gift of himself with someone, but not just anybody. Ladies and gentlemen, the creator of all wanted to share this with someone special, someone much like himself, and that being is you. Yes, you. Yes, 
you. You right now in your current messes, flaws, frailties, and failures, you are still the crowning glory of all of his creation. Perhaps you're thinking that what is that supposed to mean and what does that have to do with the word? Bear with me as I expand this thought a little. As beautiful as a sunset on a Caribbean island or the breathtaking expanse of the Rocky Mountains or even the grandeur of the rainforest in all of its magnificent colors and critters cannot compare to you. Say, my God, who am I? Come on, you can say it. Angels have been described as being enormous and have the ability to fly and take ch- and change forms. Their strength is heralded as iconic with the ability to wipe out complete armies with a single swipe of their flaming swords. As awesome as angels are and as, and as much as they are a part of his dream, of God's dream, they are still not the crowning glory of all of his creation. That description is held for you. Truly, who are you? The Bible says in Psalms chapter 8, verses 4 through 6, What is man that you are mindful of him? What is man that you take thought of him? And the son of man that you care for him? Yet you have made him a little lower than God. A little lower than you, Lord God. A little lower than the actual translation is the Hebrew word Elohim, where we get the pluralization of God, where God says in Genesis chapter 3, Let us make man in our image. You are crowned with, crown, sorry, you crown him with glory and majesty. You make him to rule over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. Who are you that God is mindful of you? So bear with me. Like I said, let's keep expanding this thought. We're getting to the place of why words and the powerfulness and why words are so powerful. So to take a proper look at how the word was created, how the word and how words came to existence, we need to look at why the word was created and why the word is so important. We need to go back to the beginning and look at the word of God. Even before Genesis 1-1, which states, in the beginning, God Elohim created the heavens and the earth. And go even further way back, all the way back to John chapter 1. And then I'm going to read John chapter 1, 1 through 3. In the beginning was the Word. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. And the Word began, this is verse 14 of John chapter 1, verse 14, 11 verses later. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory. We be, I like the word, and we beheld his glory, and, and his glory was that of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. So we know that in the, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and nothing was made except that it was made by the Word. And we understand that the Word became flesh. That is Jesus Christ, our Messiah, our Savior, the one that would destroy the works of the evil one. For this purpose was the Son of 
a man, the son of God manifested in this realm so that he would have other sons and daughters that would do exactly what he was doing. And that was destroying the works of the evil one. So now we, we I said we need to look in, into, you know, why words are so important and, and why do we need to stand on the word and, and how actually uh, the word was created. So we had to look back to Genesis chapter one, then we had to go all the way back to John chapter one. And, and now we need to look even further back before the, before Genesis one and John one. And there you will find the chapter before there was any chapter. This is where you'll find the, the beginnings of the original intent. Are you following me? Father God, right now, I'm asking for a grace to understand. I'm asking for a grace to, to begin to be able to receive what the Spirit is saying right now in the mighty name of Jesus. This is where you will find the beginnings of the original intent. As God was in nowhere in the midst of nothing, dreaming of you and longing to share this wonderful source called love. He had no way to do this. So he had to create a form of communication, communicating his heart in a way to manifest what he was dreaming and feeling and hoping for. The plan was set into action. He would have to procreate himself. Yes, come on. He had to procreate himself. Yes, the uncreated eternal God without beginning or end, he began he became the firstborn of all creation and called himself the word. Look at Revelation chapter 19, verse 13, which says his name is called the word of God. Jesus is called the word of God. The word became the only begotten of the Father. The Word was then with God, and the Word was God. And God, because he came out of himself, God, the uncreated supreme being. I'm going to read that again. The Word became the only begotten of the Father. The Word was then with God, and the Word was God, because he came out of himself, God, the uncreated supreme being. This is evidenced in these words. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all of creation. Come on, can you hear? This is, this is found actually in Colossians chapter 1, 15, 16, and 17 in the New American Standard Bible. I'm going to read that again. He is the, Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, both in heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. My God, can you hear what I'm saying for you? I, are you getting what I'm, what I am revealing to you today? The power of words, why we can stand on words. And you know, and that, that what I said last week, sticks and stones may break your bones, but names will never hurt me is a lie from the pit of hell because names are, and, and words are the greatest powerful thing. You know, the name of Jesus. 
the most powerful thing, the name of Jesus, the word Jesus, the name Jesus. When you use the name Jesus, and I just speak Jesus, Jesus, Jesus over everything you're going through. I release the covering. I release the name of the salvation of everything, the the name that brings deliverance of everything, the name that in which every knee shall bow and every tongue confess, the name of Jesus, the very word of God that created everything and holds it together by the power of himself called the word. He procreated himself and called himself the word. Oh my God. This is further evidenced in 1 John 5, 17. It says, for there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. These three are one. And he procreated himself and called himself the Word. He then using the power of himself. Did you hear that? He then using the power of himself, which is the Word, which he was procreated to become, to be, begins to release something. He begins to utter something, not as a baby learning to speak something for the very first time, but this author of creation began with such power, poise, authority, and faith, released the life force from his innermost being, which is the word of God, the creative force of everything. What would seem like a force of wind the very Rach HaKadesh, the holy breath of God, began to form on his lips and he spoke a word. Yes, the word of God spoke forth the word and all of the created realms begin to take shape. Hebrews 11.1, 1, I mentioned it just earlier a few minutes ago. Now faith is the realization of the substance of things hoped for and the evidence or the confidence of things not yet seen. Now faith is, come on, faith is, is the realization of the substance of the things that we have been hoping for. In other words, when God spoke his faith-filled words, these faith-filled words became the very substance that he had been hoping for and dreaming about. Did you hear the word of the Lord? God spoke And his faith-filled words became the very substance of the things that he had been dreaming about. Out of your belly must flow rivers of living water. Out of your mouth shall come creative words of God that will begin to create the atmosphere of heaven, the environment of heaven. That's why Jesus said to his disciples, this is the way you pray. Say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Create atmospheres by praise. The power is in your praise. Begin to praise him and call forth. Jesus said, do this, do it this way. Pray it this way. Speak it this way. When you say pray, when you, when you pray, say your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Prayer is so powerful because you are actually releasing the kingdom of God into this realm. You're actually creating. Don't be afraid to speak in these days. Don't be afraid of the unknown because in the place of the unknown is the only place that you are that you can create something by the power of your words that has never been created before. My God, somebody give me a high five somewhere. Hallelujah. Can you imagine what a glorious moment 
it would have been to see the Father and the Son begin to see manifested the things that we, they were dreaming about. Could you imagine being there when the Father of Light spoke forth an utterance and something new, something that never was before, began to burst forth out of nothingness at the sound of the words saying, these words, light be. And light began to reproduce itself at approximately 186,282 miles per second has, and has not stopped expanding and invading and creating and, and constructing the platform in which everything else would be made from by for millennium after millennia. Like I said, this very light would create the construct in which everything else in, physic, in this physical and spiritual realm would be built upon. God God makes everything up out of light that he spoke into existence. This is why Dr. Bill Gates would say, I think in 1973, uh, he began to develop the singing, um, singing string theory. And this is one of his statements here. It is the search for the ultimate nature. This is Dr. Gates. Uh, Doctor, sorry, Professor S. James Gates Jr. He's the director of, of the Center for String and Particle Theory at the University of Maryland. And sorry, is in 1977. Uh, he wrote the Massachusetts Institute of Technology first ever doctoral dissertation on the super uh, super uh, symmetry, the precursor to the string theory. So this is this is what this highly qualified professor at the University of Maryland, he made this statement. It is the search for the ultimate nature of the physical reality, a hunt that in the past century has yielded such breakthroughs as Einstein's theory of relativity and quantum mechanics. Just a few light topics, guys. These two theories have radically altered our picture of space, time, gravity, and the fundamental building blocks of matter. Significant. The last advance in this epic quest is the string theory, known as the singing string, and more recently known as the M theory. But this singing string, here, here's the thought, and it's based on the concept that all matter is composed of inconceivably tiny filaments of vibrating energy. The string theory has potentially staggering implications for the understanding of the creation. So when God said, light be, he, nobody knew this, you know, 6,000 years ago, even 2,000 years ago, or even 1,000 or even 100, you know, maybe even not even 200 years ago, people had no concept that everything is made up out of light and, and, and the the. Jesus, uh, Father, Holy Spirit, they are the Father of lights, and we are the children of lights. And even when you were born, there was a burst of, of light that happened that happens every time a baby is planted into the womb of a mother. There in that womb, there as you're being planted, as as you know, the, the egg meets the, the, the seed of life and Boom, there's a burst and all of a sudden a spirit is implanted and wrapped in flesh in this physical realm. My God, it's so amazing. So what I'm saying is when you speak, you're speaking like Jesus says, the, the words that I speak are spirit and they are life. 
when, when you are speaking, you're actually speaking capsulized energy, capsulized light. When, when God's faith-filled words were released and he created light, the building component of everything, when he spoke that forth, we need to understand that this whole world is made up out of a spoken word and this whole world that we live in in our worlds are is held together by that same power. Scientists have been trying to figure out what is gravity. Gravity. You know that song that's out? I don't even know the rest of the words so don't you know condemn me for whatever else that says but <laughs> anyway, I've been asking, you know, scientists don't even know, but I know. God revealed it to me what gravity is. Gravity is simply the word of God. The word of God holds everything. The same power that creates, created everything and the construct in which everything would be then recreated and created all start with a word and light was formed. Hallelujah. 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 Truly, the Father of lights is the Word of God. Is it possible that everything created is made out of light? And I just want to say, absolutely. It is absolutely the truth. And you can manipulate, and that, that sounds like a, a negative word, but you're actually, your words begin to form. Faith is the realization of the substance of the things that you've been hoping for. So when you speak faith-filled words... You are actually those word, those faith filled words of faith become the very substance that you're not using it to uh, uh, for a conduit. You're not using it to create something. It actually becomes. You are using this platform to create some things that never were. Don't be afraid right now. Don't be afraid of in this time. Your your words are powerful. You need to listen to this podcast uh, probably about a dozen times so that you can get this reality of where words came from and how powerful words are and that you're an agent. And in 1 John 4, 17 says, as he is, so are we in this world. My God, how powerful are we? But you need to know that we are, we are so powerful because it's whose we are and then who we are. Your identity. Go back and listen to the identity series. And you need to understand that being in him and him being in us and, and operating legally because of the blood of Jesus Christ, operating with the Holy Spirit and speaking things forth and creating and, and co-creating with God in the place called unknown is a phenomenal adventure. And, and you, can, you, you don't have to be afraid in these days because if the enemy can't steal your sound and he cannot, he can't keep you shackled. In that place of the unknown, begin to create something that never was. Be the answer and the solution for your family. Hallelujah. Okay, so if God is the father of lights, and he spoke forth light to be the construct in which everything would be made from, if this is so, we have to take a different look at, at this created realm and come to the conclusion that it's not evil, not even close. Everything that we see has come out of God himself. 
it has fallen from its original intent and it is in the process of redemption, even as you are. But it's far from evil. It can't be. It was created out of light and it is continually seeking for its source, the source. We need to even look at humanity from a perspective of having within them a spark of God rather than looking at humanity in a total state of depravity. This is evidence in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1 where it states that God placed eternity in the hearts of man. You will notice that God placed eternity in the hearts of man, not in the, in the hearts of only born-again believers. There have been many counterfeit in, intents that have, been, that have veered us away from fulfilling cre the Creator's original intent, but yet He is still wooing and still hoping someone could connect with Him, His dream, and reestablish His original intent for all of creation. I hope today, guys, that you have found this, this podcast invigorating and hope-filled. I, I want these podcasts to drive you back to the place of hope. I want you to hope again, dream again, believe again, and then speak faith-filled words. Whatsoever is good, pure, and holy, anything excellent or praiseworthy, these are the things that we dwell upon. Whatsoever is good and pure and holy. Come on, guys, you need to be excellent at what is good and innocent at what is evil. When you begin to concentrate and you begin to pay attention to the word of God and what God is saying, and you begin to decree and declare the word of God. This is when everything will shift and change in this realm. Ladies and ladies, I want to speak to you specifically, people, minorities, the ones that have been marginalized, the word of the Lord is in your mouth to shift this world in this season. Don't give in to your particular niche or your market. Don't just be for women. Just don't be for your particular uh, culture. Uh, you that have been marginalized, you that have been put down, you that have been you know, stolen from, rise up out of the ashes and begin to decree and declare the word of God and release forgiveness into this realm and release the goodness of God and declare the goodness of God in the land. Be a reporter, be a, a, a preacher of the good news, not a reporter of the bad. Anybody can find dirt, but you can speak forth the treasure to come out of the dark places in the sea. It, it is up to you, ladies and, and, and people of the marginalized, like natives, First Nation people, rise and take your place. Release forgiveness. I know you don't have to, and I know it's impossible, but through God, all things are possible. God has given us the power to release goodness into this world and shift and change and release and establish the kingdom of God in this realm. My God, what a glorious day we are living in. Remember guys, if, if you are judging with the same words you judge will be judged back upon you. Life and death is in the power of your tongue. You will eat the fruit of your lips. What proceeds from the mouth of man is what defiles him. Come on, can you hear the word of the Lord? The, the word of God is a light unto your path, a lamp unto your feet, a foundation to your life, health to your flesh, strength to your bones. You are everything the word says you are. You are becoming everything the word says you can become, and you can have everything the word says you had. His word will not return to his void, but he, it will accomplish what he desires and achieve the purpose for which he sent it, and you will go out in joy. When when you begin to decree and declare your his word back to him, then the angels begin 
begin to come forth and establish the very word that he spoke, that you spoke back to him. And that's why it doesn't return you to, to him void, but accomplish because he sends his angels to accomplish the word. You want to activate angels? Begin to speak the word of God over your situations. Come on, ladies and gentlemen, you're about to go out and joy and be led forth in peace and the mountains and hills are about to burst in the song before you because somebody, you, began to preach and decree and declare the word of God. Woo! Shandaramakatai. Well, bless you guys. I got to go. It's 35 minutes now in. So if you want more uh, content, if you're excited about this message, you can go to www.barrymiracle.ca, barrymiracle.ca, and I have a bunch of resources. I've got some videos, got some, you know, words there. Uh, you can buy my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's a uh, a bestseller right now. You can you get more and more of my podcast there. Anyway, love you guys. Uh, if this podcast is ministering to you, will you consider going on my website and sowing a seed? This, this, These podcasts cost me $8,500 every year to bring them to you. Can you help me continue to be an answer to people around the world? Bless you guys. Love you guys. Barry Miracle for now, signing off. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say, you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca you can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us then. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>